You're a swimmer, a cyclist, a runner. You're a triathlete. You're a conqueror of the multi-sport mentality. You seek greatness in your everyday life. But as an age grouper, your forte is the physical fitness that you strive for. Endurance is your middle name. You're listening to the Age Grouper for Life podcast, the ultimate source for living the triathlon lifestyle. Colin and Elliot will discuss the most optimal training techniques to get you where you want to be mentally and physically so you're ready to bring it. You can do it. Ready to bring it? Welcoming your host, Peak Triathlon and USAT certified coaches, Colin Cook and Elliot Kawaoka. Hello everybody, how you doing? This is Colin Cook with... Hey guys, it's Elliot. And this is episode lucky number 13, if we got it right this week. Um, But uh, this is Age Grouper for Life, and in this episode we're going to kind of talk about the out season, kind of the fall and, and early winter and um, how we can you know, take advantage of the fitness that we've used and doing some different things and whatnot um, and going over some different stuff um, with the exception of if you're somebody like Elliot that decided to ride 120 miles today and I feel awful right now. On the <laughs> I forget uh, doing, Elliot? it's pretty tired laying in bed right now doing <laughs> with the computer on my lap. <laughs> I always forget about the training for Ironman and how much training it takes. Yeah, but it, huh? if you go into those prepared, it's they're fun. I think that that ignorance is is bliss sometimes, and <laughs> uh, that uh, I, I do think I I'm going to say it again. I just said it in a different podcast that, uh, and actually, you called me out in the last one about probably doing an Ironman next year, and uh, I think I'm going to stick to that here. I think it's going to happen, but uh, nice. That's a, a very good point there. All right, well, we'll go to Hawaii next year. Don't change my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Cool. All right, so let's get into uh, today's topic here. So, um, you know, again, I think that, um, you know, hopefully it really ultimately depends on, you know, what races you have done or potentially are doing this year. And um, certainly for people uh, in New England and on the East Coast and things, they're – their season is probably winding down. <clears throat> we do have, you know, certainly a few clients of things that are doing Ironman Arizona, like Elliot. Um, so those people definitely, this doesn't, this doesn't, isn't relevant to. But um, you know, if you if you finished up your big races of the year, you know, this is this is the time where you know, hands down, number one, you know, priority's got to be that you want to, you know, rest and recover and get yourself healthy, right? So you know, I, I am a big fan that you need to at least take a little bit of downtime every year. Um, you know, and, uh, uh, with, with most of my very dedicated clients, that's a challenge. And, uh, I take a lot of heat and, and see them do things sometimes that I have not asked them to do when they're supposed to be resting. But, uh, you know, it's, it's really important to, uh, to, to take some time and to recover a little bit. Well, I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people, um, just have problems with losing fitness i mean you you're you have such high fitness coming off of your a race and people think it's bad to to lose it well oftentimes it's probably really i mean it's it is good for your body you need the recovery and you're gonna lose some fitness but it's all part of the uh all part of the cycle 
Oh, exactly. Very well said there. I mean, so what I like to say here, you know, really is, you know, you got it. Sometimes you got to take a small step back to make a big leap forward. Yeah. Right. And, you know, if you don't take that small step back, you know, and, and even, you know, if it's it's not necessarily as much physical that your body needs it, you know, mentally, you know, not having to get up early or, you know, make those sacrifices that you do on a regular basis, you know, let your body, you know, do that and, and just rest and recover you know for a little bit um doesn't need to be long i mean that's one thing at the at the same time i will say you know we hear about you know professional triathletes and things taking you know one to two months off and things like that which i do think makes sense for a lot of them but you know the reality is for most of us we're not training at nearly the the volume levels that those professionals are training at right so um you know i don't think it applies to age groupers quite as significantly as um you know some people that may take it to a little bit too far to the extreme of you know over recovering if you will um but at the same time you know i'd much rather have a client be a little bit unfit and healthy you know heading into something than um you know than than uh fit if you will but uh but injured right so um you know that top priority has to be getting yourself back into uh, 100% health and both mentally and physically. Um, and, you know, I think, too, if you don't give yourself that mental break, you know, you're going to get yourself burnt out at the wrong times, you know, and, yeah. and when you really need to be in it and you need to be fully committed, if you if you burnt yourself out, you know, you're not going to get what you need out of those workouts and um, ultimately you're going to suffer for it. Yeah, and it's all about planning your season out, Um I mean, so for example, I mean, I'm doing Arizona Ironman Arizona in November, and it it's hard to plan your season off of this. I mean, this is my A race of the year, and you see people race. I I mean, all my friends are racing in April, May, June, and I'm still kind of like holding back. And it's all about periodization and peaking at the right time. And and what Colin said, like you don't want to burn out early when you're I mean, that early on. I mean, now is a time that I'm training hard, and it's the end of September. Yeah, right. Now it's uh, that's a very good point there. <clears throat> so, you know, at the same time, um, you know, if you, if you are, and, you know, you can talk to your coach or, you know, develop your strategies, you know, when I say you need to be healthy, I guess, and, and taking a break doesn't necessarily need to be, you know, all right, you just finished your A race, doesn't necessarily have to be immediately after that. Um, you know, certainly making sure you properly recover from that race. But again, for us here in New England, where um, actually it was, it was warm today, but, um, you know, the, the temperature is definitely starting to drop. And, you know, we're going to be in the, the dead of winter before we know it here. And so um, but, you know, there's there's going to be at least, you know, a month or two where we can be outdoors and, you know, take take advantage of, of being able to be outdoors before, you know, we we um, resort to the pain caves and we're doing the majority of our training in the dark and in cold or winter, um, you know, the lows of that are, are very challenging, um, for sure. And so, you know, a lot of people I think make the mistake around here of, you know, saying, all right, you know, my season's over, I'm going into my, you know, uh, train, you know, heavy training and and prep for next year. So I'm going to jump on the trainer and I'm going to ride on the trainer now, you know, till, till next season. And, um, you know, certainly people that enjoy the trainer, you know, good for you and you can continue to do that if you want. But if you're somebody that enjoys to be outdoors, you know, I would strongly recommend that you take advantage of that and continue to be outdoors because if you, you head inside too early, you know, especially before you really need to, 
you're going to get to, you know, January or even December or February, and you're still going to have probably at least a month or two left of indoor training that, you know, you're saying, oh man, I really wish I could go outside right now. And you're really missing that. And, you know, you'll probably be missing that one way or another, but, uh, it won't be as significant and you probably feel better if you're able to, uh, to take advantage of that, like I said, and, and use up, you know, some of that great fitness that you've already established, you know, um, leading up into your A race and things. So, Elliot, I guess not necessarily a conversation yeah, gonna, that relates to you, but uh, <laughs> I was going to say this is foreign yeah. talk to me. <laughs> you can yeah. go to you can go outside whenever. Actually, the summertime is probably the worst here. So right, right, that's a very good point. <laughs> but you know, so I guess these you know these these recommendations and things you know apply um, to a lot of people, but it may be at different times of the year. But I think that that considering some of these points we're talking about is, is definitely important. So. Um, so with that, you know, if we're if we're talking about kind of using that up, and you know, we we know that we're fit, um, you know, this is an awesome time to do some different kind of events, or you know, if you if you're thinking about or know you have certain weaknesses and you want to try and do some you know single sport races or something like that to to try and you know improve on those those weaknesses, um, you know, the time is now to take advantage of that and to do that. So. You know, whether if that's doing, you know, a half marathon, um, actually, if I think we've talked a little bit about marathons in general and how um, I'm certainly not a fan of, of doing them, um, you know, certainly as, as preparation for an Ironman. But, you know, if you are going to do one, um, this is probably the best time of year to do it if you're, you know, want to get that, establish that run fitness and, and improve on your marathon and stuff. Um, you know, do it now while it's not going to affect your Ironman or, you know, triathlon training. Yeah. Um, so, which I think Elliot does apply. You know, you, yeah, I mean, you did your you, marathon, what, in, was that February or March? Yeah, March. March, right. So, I mean, that was still, you know, way out from his Ironman from this year. So, you know, things like that, I think, work. Um, but we got to be, uh, well, we don't want to go down that rat hole. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, they can uh, be dangerous. But if you, uh, I don't know, uh, yeah, the, the chances of injury is, <laughs> is really high when you're, when you're doing this kind of, I mean, I think the mar- like running marathons is by far the hardest on your body out of all the sports. So, Exactly. Just got to be careful. Yeah, so. For sure. Um, but, you know, so like things like cycle cross um, is, is something I'm actually focused on right now. And I'm, um, you know, family permitting, I'm, I'm trying to race, uh, you know, I'd say at least every other weekend or something like that and going and doing um, a cycle cross race. And so for those of you that aren't familiar with it, it's, it's basically um, you're riding, you know, a, a road or a road-esque bike it's got a little bit different geometry um and it's got some kind of mud tires on it and um you're you're racing on dirt you're racing on grass um you know mud depending on the conditions and things like that um sometimes you'll hit a little bit of of, uh, of pavement during a race but you're you know all the courses are totally unique and different where you're weaving around and they have actually obstacles out there where you got to jump off your bike hop over the obstacles jump back on and um and they're typically you know for especially for the actually all the races are are typically 40 to 45 minutes long so you know and they're and they're timed so it's not you know x number of laps um you know you kind of get the bell ring when there's one lap to go um but the races are you know anywhere from 35 to at the most 50 minutes 
Um, and so it's, it's totally different than especially for long course triathlon where, you know, you're, you're trying to just go all out, uh, you know, as fast as you can for that roughly 40 minute time frame. So, you know, there's a really some, some significant advantages I find that especially in, you know, this case with cyclocross, what that can do to help you because one, you know, we're really working on that, that engine and, and trying to, to build up that shorts and bursty speed, you know, which is something that, um, you know, triathletes often lack, right? So, you know, you got to hammer out on the start, you know, and, and really in, in those races, if you're executing it properly, which uh, I'd say I don't yet, <laughs> but uh, you really want to be the first lap should be your hardest and you're, you're kind of just trying to survive the rest of the way there. And, you know, um, you know, positions are really established early on and whatnot. Um, so, you know, it's, it's again, that, that different mindset and, you know, it's also an opportunity to really work on your handling skills. So for somebody like me that, you know, relative to the field, I'm, I'm pretty strong, you know, uh, engine wise where, you know, when we get out on the, on the flats and the, the open, um, sections, you know, I can just hammer by people really relatively easily in most cases. But when we get into the turns and the technical spots, um, you know, I'm either getting blown away or I'm just trying to, trying to stay with the people that I'm around. Um, and that's something that I'm really trying to change. You know, I'm really trying to, to work on my handling skills and things that are going to help me ultimately when it comes back to triathlon by being able to, you know, quote unquote, drive my bike better and uh you know improve on those things and you know lastly at the same time you know it's i i definitely am, am pretty competitive and i enjoy you know racing um when i can and you know it's it's another opportunity to um you know have some you know it's i guess there's it's racing so you want to take it you know semi-serious but at the same time it's it's not something where you know i could I guess I wouldn't want to finish dead last, but if I, you know, finish in the back of the pack or something like that, it really doesn't matter to me. Um, you know, as long as I'm, um, doing what I'm trying to, to work on, improve on and, uh, giving it my best, um, you know, it's, it's really good. Um, I guess one other thing I should mention about that as well is that, you know, it's an opportunity for you to go all out and not have to worry about running off the bike, right? So, you know, I think we always kind of have in the back of our mind that when we're doing a triathlon or something, you know, that, um, you know, we have to say, which is true, you know, we have to save something for the for the run. And, you know, what can we do when we're, when we're, um, don't have to worry about running off the bike after, you know? So it's, um, you know, an all out effort and, um, you know, it can give us a gauge and ultimately you can use some of that data to manipulate and see, you know, how well you are running off the bike based on, um, you know, your effort levels and, you know, maybe you could be pushing a little bit more, um, during your, your bike split, um, and still be able to run effectively and things. So, um, there's a lot of interesting data that comes around with it. So, um, Ellie, you've never done cyclocross, I don't believe, right? Nope. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I That's totally out of my element. But like you said, it's something good to work on in the off season because, I mean, I wouldn't go into those races completely comfortable and <laughs> kind oh, yeah, of kind of feel like a newbie there. <laughs> well, and, and I guess for the record, you know, if, if we, we do have our uh, triathletes that, um, you know, we're, we're kind of uh, – I don't want to say frowned upon, but uh, you get up to the line and, and they recognize that you're a triathlete. They're like, oh boy, here we go. And, and actually, I, I got to share this story here um, to, to show off my triathleteness here, if that's a word. Uh, so I was doing uh, my first race of the cyclocross race of the year a couple weeks ago. And uh, I was actually having a pretty good race and uh, I worked my way up to fourth place. 
and we're getting right down towards the end and I actually flatted and uh, my front tire flatted so I was a little bit wobbly kind of and, uh, but I was really just planning to hold on to get fourth and uh, I go around the last turn I try and go wide I end up going over wide you know too wide and um, th- basically the courses are all just set up with stakes and then you know the um, tape stuff holding it down and so I literally go in and blow and take out two of the stakes and uh, <laughs> made a total jackass of myself and um the, the fifth pl- or the yeah the the guy that was in fifth passed me and then i just barely held on to beat the guy that was that was sixth so um man did i as i talked to the guys after i was like yeah i'm a triathlete yeah <laughs> and uh uh you know the flat tire had something to do with it for sure but uh um that's the kind of stuff we do <laughs> At the same time, that's why we need to be out there and, and try to improve on some things for sure. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so that's my uh, cyclocross jackass story of the day. Here. <laughs> um, so, Ellie, um, you want to touch on something else? Maybe you want to consider for? Yeah, um, I mean, I'm just a big fan of just having fun. I mean, you want to be active during the off season, but I mean, try new things out. So, like a couple years ago, I signed up for a swim meet and. I mean, I felt totally out of place. I had no idea what I was doing. I mean, I remember we had to dive off the blocks, and I was really nervous about that because I've never done that, and <laughs> typical triathlete. So, I I mean, that was a lot of fun, and I think I might do it again this year. But, I mean, joining group rides. I mean, a lot of people do, do that during triathlon season, but, I mean, I rarely do group rides just because... I have specific workouts to follow. So, I mean, I'm a big fan of group rides. I mean, a lot of group activities just to just to keep motivated. And I, I don't know, it's just it's not at the time to train completely serious. So it's it's all about having fun for me. And I think that's what that's a lot of people need to treat it as as well. Really great point. Yeah, I love the idea of, you know, doing group rides and, uh, you know, making it fun. Um, for example, today, my, my workout of the day was uh, a mountain bike ride, which I did with a couple of friends, one, one client and then uh, one of his friends who's super strong on the mountain bike, you know, especially technically. So um, I was out there. Um, they were being nice to me, I think, but uh, I was uh, just trying to hold on and really push myself, you know, to, uh, to try and keep up with them, especially during those or really just during the technical sections was the only issue. But, um, you know, having those people to chase i mean i still end up doing the majority of my training by myself just because of my schedule and the way things work out but um when i can jump in with a group and especially with people that are a little bit stronger than me i'm going to jump all over that because you know again it's that's what's going to push you and um you know kind of gives you those those rabbits if you will to chase and and try and go a little bit past your limits to try and ultimately improve yeah so um you know the group and you know in general like Elliot said, you know, yes, during, you know, race prep and things like that, hopefully we're kind of focused on our intervals and what's, you know, helping us prepare for the races. But um, group rides can be absolutely fantastic and beneficial because, you know, it's it's forcing us, you know, assuming that the, the group is kind of riding properly and you, know, you got somebody pulling off the front. So they're, they're really busting their butt. And, you know, you're kind of um, leading the charge for really should be 15, 20 seconds. Then you're dropping back. 
and you know you're trying to just kind of hold on with the group until it's up and it's your turn again you know so those are kind of surges and things that we hopefully aren't doing during our races <laughs> of, of triathlons um but it really helps us to build fitness and you know again push our push our limits for sure uh, if you're in a group that you know is is a people of similar and hopefully a little bit stronger um skill sets to you um so that's that's a great great point to, to try and do some some group things and and be out there and do that yep and i um, rode i rode 120 miles a day all by myself and there's no way i'm going to be doing that during the off season so <laughs> <laughs> that uh that sounds like a sane uh, statement right there so i can't <laughs> uh, can't disagree with that one yeah um absolutely so cool um but then also you know i think really um I guess we're, we're certainly targeted on you know this this early part of, of what I like to refer to as the out season, right? Not necessarily the off season because we're still you know training and, and we want to be you know not full blown all out super focused during training, but we still want to you know try and improve on our fitness and and skills and weaknesses and stuff like I said. Um, so, you know, if, if you want to do maybe some half marathons, if you're focused on the half Ironman or Ironman distance, you know, I think that those are a fantastic run, you know, distance to, to go for. Um, cause it's really, you know, if you're, if you're going all out, it's, it's very close to a threshold effort, you know, for whatever it is, you know, an hour and 15 to, you know, two plus hours, two and a half hours, whatever it is. So, um, you know, those are great ways to, to get some specificity in things. Again, if, you know, the runs is your weakness. Um, I think that, that half marathons and even as East Coasters here, you know, with the cold, you can you can find a half marathon, you know, very almost I'd like to say every every weekend, maybe not quite that as much that often. But um, there's a lot of, of run race options out there. But even, you know, 10Ks and, and even 5Ks, actually, I'm going to be running a 5K tomorrow um in the town i grew up with uh drew grew up in excuse me um so you know those those kind of things that are fun um to do and and definitely will uh be uh, a little more speed work than i've been doing as of late especially yeah i wouldn't run, call but, 5ks uh, <laughs> necessarily fun colin but no uh <laughs> not sure any run race is really all that fun but uh <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it can be rewarding if we bust our butt and you know and again it's it's uh it's something that uh we really you know can can push our limits and, and learn a lot about ourselves so um that's good a um, couple other things that i wanted to, to talk about is uh, especially here in new england is uh, mountain bike riding you know and racing um there's a lot of um even endurance like there's there's um like six hour 100 mile um, even, you know, relay races and things like that of, um, mountain bike races. Um, you know, there's tons of good riding and races around here. So, um, I think a lot of people, uh, may have access to a mountain bike more than, you know, a cyclocross bike or something. Um, and, and both these, and I guess real quick, uh, on the cyclocross, you know, you can get one of those bikes pretty reasonably. Um, I think that I got mine for, like 800 bucks um you know so it's just a aluminum frame you know nothing for for wheels um and then you can obviously make some upgrades and you'll see plenty of people out there with actually two carbon fiber frames uh identical bikes and stuff like that um but uh you know you can get into these sports um relatively inexpensively um and uh can have a lot of fun with them um but then also uh gravel racing is actually getting pretty popular around here you know so kind of a almost a, a mix or a blend between not really cyclocross i guess you're not doing the obstacles and stuff but it's um 
you know, a similar bike to a cyclocross, you know, may have a little bit more knobby tires, um, and in between that and, and mountain biking, but, uh, those are picking up a lot of steam, um, you know, all over the country, I think. And, uh, there's another fun way where there's getting to be more and more of those types of races. And then you've obviously got your fat bikes as well. I still don't have one of those yet. We'll definitely say yet here. Um, we'll see when that actually happens, but, um, you know, those are, uh, some great ways to, uh, to get into uh some different things and whatnot so am i missing anything elliot on those no i mean i i need to get into this mountain biking stuff i mean i still don't have one of those so yeah we gotta change that that might be uh one of my off-season goals is to get a mountain bike and start doing that because we have i mean arizona is full of trails oh yeah for sure yeah that'd be cool um so good um so with that why don't we spend just a little bit of time um talking about strength training too though and um yeah you know this that's definitely i think an important topic and something that um i think we've we've mentioned this a little bit previously but it's it's something that uh i gotta say at least 75 80 percent of triathletes neglect um (laughs) You know, year-round, but uh, especially during the season. Wait, you know, Colin, just, could you honestly tell me that you do all your strength training during the during the season? I can, with 100% certainty, tell you I do not do all, <laughs> my, all my strength training. Um, you know, the, the sad reality is that, you know, it's it's if you've got the option or, you know, you've got a, a swim, let's say, and a, and a strength workout, you know, and you don't have time to get both those in, um, you know, you you're 95 percent of the time probably going to go if not 100 percent of the time going to go do that swim and let that strength training pass and you know at certain times of the year i guess i could argue that you know that specificity and things when we're um in our race season you know that that may make sense um but especially when we get into our out season and we're not you know having our our key races um I may even argue that uh, you should be doing it the opposite there, and um, you know that those those strength training workouts should really be taking priority yeah, over I, um, you know, your bike that. run workouts. Yeah. yeah. So you know, um, there's definitely different mentalities and, and things that we do um, with strength training. Um, you know, I think there's definitely been a big change and shift in in you know what we do from a strength training perspective um or what what we think is best for us from a strength training perspective over the last couple years you know what what the the old mindset used to kind of be that all right if you know if we're if we're endurance athletes and you know we want to we're focused on endurance then that means that we should be doing endurance based you know strength training which means you know 12 plus rep petition you know exercises and things like that and um you know low weight high rep kind of general mentality and there's been a ton of research coming out lately that um you know really that's you know we're, we're getting that kind of stuff during our swim bike and run workouts right mm-hmm. so we should really be focused on you know power and and strength and and low rep um you know high high weight kind of exercises and things like that um, I mean, I think the, the huge caveat with that that you have to be careful about is that we have to definitely, you know, your technique and form has to hands down be priority number one. Obviously, we're doing that strength training to get stronger. We don't want to be, you know, doing things with improper form and ended up injuring ourselves, um, you know, doing that. So I still 
you know, I guess with a grain of salt there would say, you know, yes, we want to be doing kind of heavy lifts and, and loads, but um, when in doubt to go with a lower weight because, you know, we got to make sure that we're, we're doing things, you know, properly again. And, um, you know, what's amazing to me, you know, again, speaking, let's, let's call it on my clients, you know, never myself that would neglect my strength training. Like we just concluded, um, that, you know, there's, there's times when, you know, you're getting back into strength training and, you know, I've done, you know, had excellent Ironman races and, and then, you know, I go do a strength training workout a couple weeks later and I'm like sore than I was from the Ironman, you know, <laughs> That's and, I am. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's still, it's so amazing to me that, you know, our bodies can be in such amazing shape in one way and, you know, really be kind of neglected from another way. Um, you know, and so, you know, ideally, obviously we want to not neglect it and, and make sure that we don't allow ourselves to get to that point. But, for the love of God, take it easy and go easy when you're uh, getting into to strength training because, um, you know, if you're just getting back into it, because uh, then what happens is you get super sore and then, you know, that starts affecting your, your swim, bike, run workouts, you know, on the, the days following up from that, you know. If you, especially, you know, that first day out, if you wake up the next morning and you feel super sore, you're you're in for a couple of rough days, yeah. <laughs> and it's usually you know a couple of days later that you actually feel um, you know the the true soreness from that and whatnot. So um, just please ease yourself into it, and you know um, low weight, no weight, um, getting the technique down and things is is got to be the the top priority. Um, but, uh, you know, the strength training thing is, is, is very important. And if you're not doing that, the time, you know, again, assuming you're in a situation like mine where you've had your A races for the year, um, this is the time to get into that. And, you know, I would really recommend I have some, some, um, local strength training coaches that I work with and things that, uh, you know, try to get in there and, and have somebody help you either at least develop a workout or work out with them on a regular basis so that you have people watching you doing things properly. I think is extremely important. Um, I do do Pilates throughout the year, and uh, that is definitely a staple that I, I kind of stick to. And uh, unless travel's real rough, I, I will get that in pretty much every week. Um, but uh, with the strength training stuff, you know, the time is, is definitely now uh, to be at least thinking about that and uh, it's starting to work that into your uh, in your system there. So, sorry, that was a long tangent for me, Elliot. What do you got here on that? <laughs> No, I mean, I'm the same as you. Like, I mean, during race season, it is it's harder to get strength workouts in because you you prioritize. But I mean, during the off season, I I will increase my strength training. And it's because it sets you up for the next season. I mean, you want to be strong, you want to be healthy. And I think doing that strength work will keep you healthy. Well, there's a better chance of you staying healthy throughout the throughout race season if if you go into race season strong. Yeah, very well said. Yeah, and I guess you know I should have uh, also added my rant there that um, you know the reason that that I uh, the primary reason we should be doing strength training is you know to strengthen you know to the ligaments and and everything you know around your muscles and things as well um, because you know when you're doing sports like like triathlon where you're swim biking running and you are doing the same exact motions you know literally thousands and thousands of time um you know that's if you have imbalances or you have issues and things like that um you know they're going to eventually expose themselves and you know the only way really you're going to get around that is if you you know 
work on those weaknesses and things and make sure that you have everything strong. Um, you know, I mean, ultimately, you know, our core is, is so, so important and really helps us certainly with swimming, but all three disciplines. And, you know, we should really be doing things to, to strengthen our core and, uh, improve our control and, you know, just, uh, um, everything around what, you know, strength training can help with. So, um, you know, be serious about that. And I think that that, uh, will really help. Yeah. And this um, kind of goes off topic of like out season strength training, but I mean, so, I mean, I do, I do an Ironman a year and I mean, late in a race in an Ironman, it all comes down to, I mean, do you have the strength to hold pace? And I think I really, I'm a huge believer in, I mean, if you actually, I mean, if you put in the work, the strength work in, I mean, that really helps you down late in a race. I mean, it gives you the strength. You, your body's strong. You're not breaking down as, as fast. I mean, would you agree with that, Colin? You need to maintain those mechanics, right? Yep. And you know, when you're weaker, those things are going to slip faster and uh no that's a terrific point absolutely um so the one other thing i guess with strength training too i wanted to bring up is uh the the lovely world of crossfit which elliot i know you have some experience with that um yep what uh what are your thoughts on crossfit so it can be dangerous but i know i i know why it's so popular it's I mean, it's a lot of fun. You're competing against other people. I mean, believe it or not, like the years I did CrossFit, it was CrossFit endurance. So they kind of added an endurance aspect to it. But both years I did it, um, qualified for Hawaii. I mean, I don't know if it was a fluke, but um, but you do you do have to be careful because I remember the first. Uh, the first week especially i mean i thought like i injured myself like really bad i mean i was so sore and you a lot of people break form i mean it's really common if you just go to a crossfit gym and look at people's form it's not always the best and you got to be careful with that but at the same time i mean i'm not i mean it was a lot of fun. I mean, you're you're competing against people against the clock, and I mean, I could see why it's it's kind of taken off. Yeah, sure. But I know you're yeah. not a, a huge fan of it. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's gotten a lot better actually as of late. Um, you know, I remember there was a USA Triathlon Coaching Forum um, discussion about CrossFit, and like there was a couple of videos of, of shared of people like doing some. Um, what were they doing? Like some, um, some kind of overhead, um, like squatting and pressing, um, push or something like that, that, uh, that they were, you know, putting just crazy amounts of weight and just having like the <laughs> worst technique ever. And like, it's amazing that those people didn't like get injured during the video, but like it, it just, Oh, it's horrible. Know, it's, it's just, it's scary. <laughs> yeah, know? it is. And so, obviously you know it kind of goes back to why are we doing this we're doing this to to help ourselves get stronger and you know to get healthier not to get injured right so um you know from what i've seen and and the people i've talked to in the crossfit world lately it does seem like they're they've done a lot lot better job of making sure that people are being you know using the right amount of weights and and focused on technique so if that's happening and you know crossfit is your choice um for strength training and if you know it's something where 
you know, you don't like going to the gym by yourself or, um, you know, you're not going to do any kind of things and, and CrossFit's what gets you there, then I think that it is ultimately going to be something that, that should be beneficial to you. Um, you know, if you're doing it at the right time of year and, um, you know, being smart about it, I think that it can be extremely beneficial. But uh, with all of it, we just got to be really careful. And again, that's where I recommend that uh, you, you have somebody, you know, overviewing your program a bit and um, and looking at your technique and things. Um, so, yeah, you know, I mean, I would just uh, go, I would go into it just saying to yourself, what's the goal? I mean, you don't need to lift the most weight. I mean, that wasn't my goal. So, like, I remember the classes they had like what a guy should lift and what a, a woman should lift and i always just lifted the woman weight and i mean i didn't really care i mean i'm like right. i'm still getting a good workout in i'm i'm doing the exercises i'm still getting well, really still sore probably weighed less than half the women right? <laughs> true but <laughs> you asshole <laughs> sorry i couldn't help myself sorry no but you know my i mean it's not about Absolutely. who can lift the most weight and i think a lot of people get caught up in that in the crossfit world or any or any kind of like strength training um setting i mean people are always trying to just lift a lot of weight and the and technique is by far the most important thing right yeah exactly cool um yeah, I guess uh, one other kind of semi-related topic here we'll, we'll uh, kind of cap things off with here, I think, is uh, just, you know, Elliot mentioned, you know, planning your, your races and things like that. So, uh, you know, I've already got some of my clients, you know, reaching out and asking for their annual training plan for next year. And I'm talking about races. And in some cases, you got to do that, you know, because there's races that sell out very quickly and stuff. Um, so, you know, this is obviously the time of year that you can start thinking about doing, um, you know, what, what you're, you're planning to nail down and what races you're thinking about for the next year. And hopefully that can help motivate you and, and keep you going to, uh, to be consistent and, uh, you know, get some tra- great training in during the fall and the winter and things. Um, you know, and it's also something where, you know, maybe you start thinking about where you can work in some different types of races or, you know, for me this year, you know, spent a lot of focus on, um, Xterra racing, you know, doing the, the off-road triathlon stuff and, uh, very, very happy that I did that and, uh, plan to do a lot more of that next year. And, um, you know, so it, think about, you know, what's going to help you and obviously, you know, making it fun, but, uh, you know, what's going to push your limits and what's going to help you improve and, and get you kind of outside your comfort zone and things like that. And I think that, um, you know, if we can do that, you know, we don't need to get crazy and, and be doing just all kinds of things that are that are outside of our, our comfort zone. But uh, if we work some of that stuff in, it's going to help us become better athletes overall. I completely agree. I mean, I th- and I think, too, like, so I, with all my clients, I mean, we go over goals during the season, but also I have them, we go over goals during the out season and off season. I mean, it's, that is also very important. Yes, absolutely. Yep. So, I mean, those are, are definitely good things to be thinking about, you know, what, you know, um, trying to, you know, improve if you got a power meter, trying to get that FTP up is, is really, really important. And what hopefully your, your training is, is geared towards, um, you know, if our athletes are definitely, you know, focused on getting faster, it's not about base training and sitting on the trainer and just spinning for two hours. Um, you know, we have high intensity workouts that are focused on getting stronger 
and you know trying to get that 5k pace down and um, have a couple different types of tests that we do with the swimming but uh, you know we're, we're trying to get faster and then you know we're going to take that speed and that's going to result in going faster over longer distances once you know the next season comes around and, and our races are, are uh, you know coming up so um, you know something to think about for sure as you're uh, focused on what you're going to be doing this this off season as well yep so good deal i think that's about everything i had uh Ellie, you got anything else you wanted to yep, talk about that's all i got i just got to recover for my long run tomorrow we're talking about out yeah. season but this is no out season for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll let you get that since you're already in bed. I'm sure you're just going to you're gonna pass out here. Yep, but, I'm going uh, to bed already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Uh, hopefully that was helpful to you. If you have any questions, you know, drop us a line um, or put something in the notes that we have uh, on the website. Um, but uh, we'll look forward to uh, getting another episode out soon here. Yep. Thanks for listening, everyone. All right, take care.